Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello. When I was preparing for this episode, um, I actually had something completely different in mind. And as usual, the Lord has uh, his own plan. And because I am dedicating this podcast to him and I am addressing things that he wants me to address, I completely uh, had to switch gears and do something completely different. But I do feel like this is a a timely subject. This is not something new, nothing that we haven't already, you know, heard about, had on our faces. I just think the adversary finds continuously new and shocking ways to attack our divine nature and when I say our nature, our divine nature, I am specifically referring to women. And I, what, what came into my mind was something that I've always been taught, even from a little one, uh, going to church uh, about this idea of the divine nature of women. And I, I will say that being a girl, being a woman, uh, while not always easy uh, to deal with the the struggles that come from uh, womanhood and uh, uh, everything that <clears throat> excuse me, everything that comes with it, um, I I never doubted myself in in that way. I never felt like, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm not not meant to be this way. Now, I. I will say one thing that I did experience was even though I love children just as much as the next person, um, and I did do my fair share of uh, babysitting as a teenager and and that kind of a thing, um, but I actually had a plan to be a singer. I wanted I, I wrote songs, I loved performing. Uh, I even had a band with my sister and my brother. I, I even as a young kid, my whole family, um, the, all eight of us, we we performed as a family. And I just loved singing and I loved being on stage and I really thought that was what I was here to do was to share my love of music and my talent and perform and you know, I felt like, well, God gave me this desire, this, you know, I, I never even felt nervous getting on stage. I did not experience butterflies in my stomach. Still to this day, I just, I feel so comfortable performing in front of groups. And I, I just, I don't know. I just love it. I just love to sing. I'm not the greatest singer by any means or the greatest songwriter, um, but I, I really love it. And uh, anyway, I just, that's what I was going to do um, for my career. I figured at some point I would get married and have kids. I knew that I would, but, but that was my, that was my goal. I wanted to do music. And, um, you know, I've talked with my daughters about this, about how I have since learned that the 
music industry is not what I thought it was. Um, I think there are people who are trying to change the music industry and make it uh, better, make it not so um, corrupt. There are people who who fight against it. Certainly there's many different genres of music, but I just know that for me, and, and I was confused for a while why the Lord didn't want me to uh, do that as a career and have that be my focus. It just wasn't meant to be um, for me. And I and I have no regrets. Uh, I, I know that the Lord... Um, had a higher and and holier calling for me and that being a mother, being a wife and a mother um, was something that I really needed to put all of my heart and soul into. And if I was doing music, uh, it it just wouldn't, that would have been my priority. And And I know that. And I feel no bitterness about that. I still get to sing in church um, I can perform whenever I want to if, if I if I chose to do that. Um, I I actually wrote a song that I've been able to perform and uh, others have been able to perform the song um, in a church in church settings and, and religious settings. It was a song that I felt uh, I was inspired uh, to write uh, by the Lord and anyway and it's touched so many hearts and it's and it's brought in the spirit and and I just feel like well the Lord, I have lots of talents and abilities and lots of opportunities to share the gospel. And music is just one way. Um, I, I taught music uh, in, to little kids at in my church. I, I um, was the uh, choir director for my church choir for a period of time. Loved that. And I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that if I wasn't uh, uh, an active member in my church or if I had uh, been, you know, uh, in the music industry, you know, uh, steeped in the music industry. Um, There's just but the more I see of the of the music industry, the more I the more I see how um, Satan has very much infiltrated it. And so I'm I'm glad that I didn't um, sell my soul, as it were. Uh, to be involved in that, I I see that the it was merciful um, that the Lord protected me from that, and instead gave me an amazing opportunity to uh, be a mother, uh, for one, to be a wife, also. The thought that I had about this to start from, I mean, sure, I could get right into being a woman and what it means to be a woman and the nature nature of being a woman. But, but I thought I got to back up a little bit more and say, well, what is the purpose or goal of this life that we are in right now? Why are we even here? Forget gender, okay? What's the purpose of life? Well, my thought was, okay, even if you don't believe in God, okay, at some point in your life, you're going to wonder. You're going to say, why am I here? I have a brain. I have consciousness. I, what, what am I doing here? What's, what's the reason for it? And I think a lot of people, once they truly dive into that, it inevitably leads you to God because 
without that, where where do we have a foundation? Where do we have a baseline? If if we're just nebulous beings here, then what's the point in getting married and having kids and uh, focusing on a career and trying to be good people, trying to be good citizens, um, following and obeying laws? Uh, there really is no reason. Why not just <laughs> do whatever the the hey you want? Well, well, we know even 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 unbelievers of God. I think, I mean, unless unless you have mental illness, I suppose, or, or you really just don't have any morals whatsoever. I think inevitably it 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 leads you to God because that's where we find our purpose. That's where we find our goals in life. And I love this uh, this quote here um, on the website for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. It says, "What is the purpose of my life? Life has purpose and meaning. God, our loving Father, wants us to find happiness and joy." He created a plan for us to grow, live by faith, and return to live with Him someday. God's plan, often called the plan of salvation, gives meaning and context to our life here on earth by answering the big questions like, where did I come from? Why am I here? And what happens after I die? I I think a lot of times people don't want to face these things until maybe until they lose a loved one and the grief that comes from that and wondering well where did they go why why am I still here but I don't see them anymore maybe you even feel like they're around well how is that possible or maybe you feel like they're gone from you and you can't feel them or see them and you don't know you're assuming you'll never see them again well why would that be I, I have a favorite Judge Judy quote. She says, if it doesn't make sense, it isn't true. (laughs) And I love that because I'm just like, yes, that's how I feel about it. It doesn't make sense that we would be here for no reason. It doesn't make sense that when we die, we just poof, we're gone. It doesn't make sense. Why would we have these relationships? Why would we feel these feelings? Why would we have these goals? Why would we want to do anything in this life if it wasn't something that's innate something that okay even if you don't want to believe that it comes from god well it comes from somewhere but it's worth seeking out it's worth researching and trying to find the truth and i know that inevitably it does lead to god and why wouldn't it because he's the one who created us. He's the one who created our world and, and, and put us here. I had a thought about, okay, so, so, so there's, there's our purpose here just as people here on earth, okay? Okay, so now let's then say as women, okay, so, so you – you're you're a woman, okay? Do you have great purpose as a woman? Do you have great purpose as an individual? Because womanhood and motherhood looks a little different depending on who you are. Some women want to 
have careers. Some women don't. Some women want to be at home raising children. Some women don't have the opportunity to do that. I I was thinking of someone specifically, uh, her name is Sherry Dew. Now, she was the, um, okay, so for a period of time, she was the second counselor in the Relief Society General Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So she, that's just a lot of words to say that she was a, a prominent religious figure um, and and had a, a, a role, uh, a a, a, a a higher role to play in uh, in the church in the le- church leadership, and uh, yes, women have roles and leadership roles in in our church too. It's not just men, uh, but she she was such an amazing example. I, I say was sorry. She's still alive. I, I don't mean to make it sound like she's passed. Um, she just she's had so many great uh, insights and. This is some this is someone who who never did get married and never did have children. And she's been very candid about her experiences with that and how that has made her feel um, understandably, because when you belong to a church that uh, very much supports the idea of marriage and 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 child rearing and you are in a prominent role and you're supposed to be teaching women and all me- all the members of the church about about you know womanhood and you don't weren't blessed in this life to have the opportunity to be married and have children that that would be hard she, i i know she's expressed that she kind of felt uh, unqualified and also felt hurt like well, why, why didn't I, you know, get this blessing? She, she gave this really awesome talk uh, back in October of 2001 entitled, Are We Not All Mothers? And I just wanted to read uh, this brief part. She starts out saying, this summer, four teenage nieces and I, so these are her four, uh, four of her nieces, she said, Uh, They were teenagers. She said, this summer, four teenage nieces and I shared a tense Sunday evening when we set out walking from a downtown hotel in a city we were visiting to a nearby chapel where I was to speak. I had made that walk many times, but that evening we suddenly found ourselves engulfed by an enormous mob of drunken parade goers. It was no place for four teenage girls or their aunt, I might add. But with the streets closed to traffic, we had no choice but to keep walking. Over the din, I shouted to the girls, stay right with me. As we maneuvered through the crush of humanity, the only thing on my mind was my niece's safety. She, she goes on to say, thankfully, we made it to the chapel, but for one unnerving hour, I better understood how mothers who forego their own safety to protect a child must feel. My siblings had entrusted me with their daughters, whom I love, and I would have done anything to lead them to safety. Likewise, our father has entrusted us as women with his children, and he has asked us to love them and help lead them safely past the dangers of mortality back home. She, uh, I just wanted to skip ahead. She says, have you ever wondered why prophets have taught the doctrine of motherhood? And it is doctrine. I have. I have thought long and hard about the work of women of God, and I have wrestled with what the doctrine of motherhood means for all of us. 
This issue has driven me to my knees, to the scriptures, and to the temple, all of which teach an ennobling doctrine regarding our most crucial role as women. It is a doctrine about which we must be clear if we hope to stand steadfast and immovable regarding the issues that swirl around our gender. For Satan has declared war on motherhood. He knows that those who rock the cradle can rock his earthly empire. And he knows that without righteous mothers loving and leading the next generation, the kingdom of God will fail. She goes on to say, motherhood is more than bearing children, though it is certainly that. It is the essence of who we are as women. It defines our very identity, our divine stature and nature, and the unique traits our Father gave us. Why I loved that so much is because I started thinking about the ways that I was put in a nurturing or mothering, if you will, type role before I even had my own children. Uh, maybe I, I was helping uh, uh, my—I had a, a, a niece— um, when I was only 11 is when she was born. My oldest sister had, had my, my little niece. And I had this feeling toward her like, like she belonged to me, even though I, I knew she didn't, right? I, I, <laughs> I knew I wasn't her mother, but I, I recognized that this feeling I had toward her was, was motherly. And I would have done anything to protect her and care for her. And and my sister often let me uh, allowed me to babysit her. And I and I remember feeling like, oh my goodness, she's not even my actual child. And I already feel this way toward her. I can't even imagine like how much more I could feel toward my own children. And and I remember f having similar kinds of feelings when I was teaching music to the young children at my church because I, I did. I developed a love for all of those kids, and um, I wanted them to share their testimony through music, and I wanted them to sing their best, and I wanted them to learn learn of, of their Father in Heaven and, and their brother, Jesus Christ, through the music that I was teaching them at church. And... And I was also thinking about when I was asked by the Lord to move out of state to remarry, and he promised me that my kids would come with me at some point, right? But I was told to move ahead of getting all of that in place, and my husband as I've mentioned, my stepdaughter, she was very young. She was only four when uh, when he and I got married. And, you know, obviously she had a mother, um, but when she was with us, I needed to be her mother at that time. I needed to mother her, I guess is how I should say it. And... There were times when that was really hard for me because I felt like, well, I'm 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 here mothering her, but I I have my own children that need my mothering and I'm not able to do that because they're not living with me. But I knew that my stepdaughter still needed that from me. And the Lord really blessed me to see one one very crucial thing 
that he has reminded me time and again is that my kids, even though I birthed them and I feel like they're mine and I'm supposed to be nurturing them and raising them, but he's reminded me time and again that they are his. <laughs> We're all spirit brothers and sisters. We're all here in this temporary uh, state, in this life, and I'm supposed to feel these feelings toward my kids. I'm supposed to feel these feelings toward my nieces and nephews and toward any children that I have stewardship over, um, any any child. I mean, I... you. I, I don't care who you are. When you're a woman and you, let's say you see a kid at the park and, and they fall, get hurt, you want to run to them and, and help them, help them find their mom, help them feel better. Like that is, that is something that is innate in us. That's something that is the divine nature that we, we have in us, that we, that we are supposed to be tapping into. And that's not to say that men aren't capable of feeling that way or being nurturing. And they they are and they do. But just like, excuse me, just, well, excuse me, the thought that I had <laughs> is that we have we we have we have our jobs here right on the on this earth and our and the and the men have have their job okay and and one doesn't take from the other and and one doesn't negate the other and you know certainly i could say i i can well, I can use a hammer and a nail. <laughs> I know how to use a screwdriver. And I mean, it's just like, okay, sure. Yeah. And and my husband knows how to cook too and, and do dishes, you know, but and we both we both have this symbiotic uh, relationship, but yet we both are are trying our best to hone into what is what is God's intent for me what is my role in 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 God's kingdom well right now my role is to be an at-home mom and to be raising my kids and being a homemaker okay I know that that's not the way it's going to be forever my you know eventually my kids are going to have their own lives outside of my home and then what am I going to do with myself well there are lots of other things that that I can be doing with myself. I have I have goals and ambitions. I have things that I want to do with myself. Not the least of which is that I want to help take care of my grandkids one day. I'm so excited to do that one day. But but I can't do all of that on my own. I certainly I could try. Certainly, I could make things work. You know, I've done that before. I was a single mom. I did that. But it was really hard. It was really hard. It wasn't very fun. You know, not that things are supposed to be fun, but it was just like having having this situation that I have now with my husband, who's my best friend, and we can commiserate together and we can do what we do together and ha handle 
everything that we need to handle and we do it together. He has his strengths and I have my strengths. And when we come together, oh, well, that's what I was going to say. So she has another cool talk that that I wanted to share. It says uh, it's entitled, It is Not Good for Man or Woman to Be Alone. And this was also from October uh, 2001. It says, um, she says, as a Sherry Dew, another Sherry Dew talk. She said, this summer I injured a shoulder and lost the use of an arm for weeks. I hadn't realized how much one arm depends upon the other for balance or how much less I could lift with one arm than two or that there were some things I couldn't do at all. This disability not only renewed my respect for those who deal so well with a physical limitation, but helped me to realize how much more two arms working together can do. Uh, she said, two are usually better than one, as our father confirmed when he declared that it was not good that man should be alone and made a helpmeet for Adam, someone with distinct gifts who would who would give him balance, help him shoulder the burdens of mortality, and enable him to do things that he couldn't do alone. For neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. And that is a scripture reference from the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 11.11. 11. It says, nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. Okay. I, uh, I had a, um, a thought when I was writing down what I wanted to say uh, regarding this um, idea. Today, my four-year-old was wanting to practice riding a two-wheel bike with pedals. He, he has a strider bike he can ride, but a two-wheel bike with pedals is something that his big brother, his six-year-old big brother can ride, and he wanted to ride his bike. And so he was practicing, and his big brother was being an example, showing him how to do it. He would he would take a ride around and show him, show him what it's supposed to look like, and he gave a lot of encouragement. It was super cute. And then with, combined with his dad's strength and guidance, you know, he was standing there ready to catch the bike if it fell or hold on to him, make sure that he knew he was there and to kind of tell him what to do along the way. And I just thought that was something that he chose to do. That was something that my little four-year-old said, I want to ride this bike. And certainly we could say to him, well, you don't need to do that, right? Riding a bike isn't a critical thing to learn how to do in life. I, I mean, I could have said, well, or my husband could have said, well, I know how to ride a bike. I'll just ride it for you. I'll just ride a bike and have you sit on my bike or I'll pull you in the bike trailer. You don't even need to learn how to ride. No, yeah, you don't need to do that. I'll do it for you. Well, that sounds a bit nutty, doesn't it? To, to even to even think that, to even consider that. Should we not be teaching our kids to do things that they want to do or, or, or learn how to do things that they should be learning how to do? Certainly, I, I could do all the cooking in my house and, and, and it would be more efficient and cleaner and, you know, whatever all else, but do I do I want my kids to learn how to cook meals for themselves? Well, of course. I don't want them going out into the world and not knowing how to boil noodles properly. I mean, come on, right? This is what we're supposed to be doing. Well, okay, well, we'll take it a step further. Why would God send children to me in this life 
knowing that I'm imperfect, knowing I'm going to make mistakes, why would he do that? He could do it way better than me, right? He, he, he knows. He knows all of us. He is the perfect parent. Why, why send us here? Why put me in this position where I'm going to fail? I'm going to screw things up. There's a, a parable of the ten virgins. They are told to fill their lamps with oil in preparation for the bridegroom to come and gather them for the, for the, uh, uh, the party, let's just say. And we are supposed to liken the story of the ten virgins to ourselves um, obviously there's a lot more to it, um, but I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase and say we are supposed to be preparing ourselves. We are supposed to be filling our lamps with oil. We're supposed to be gaining knowledge. We are supposed to be um, growing and becoming who we are meant to be here on this earth. And that consists of doing hard things, obeying the Lord, having faith. Uh, saying, well, whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing here, I know it's not going to be easy, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want to be obedient. I want to fill my lamp with oil and be ready when Christ comes again because I want to be with my God again. I want to live with my Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother and my big brother again. And even more so, I want all of my loved ones to join me there, right? Especially my children, um, so why does he give that as an example? Well, because he can't do it for us and I can't do it for my kids. I can try to learn all the lessons for them and just regurgitate it and, you know, like a mama bird and force it down their throats, right? I, I could try to do that to them and I'm not saying that I don't try to do that. But in the end, they have to have their own experiences. They have to learn some things the hard way. Hopefully, they will listen to me when it matters. But I know that there will be plenty of times where they won't. Just the same as I didn't listen to my mom sometimes or I'm not listening to the Lord sometimes. We all have to go through these experiences and we all have to kind of learn things the hard way, develop our own testimonies. Because when it comes down to it, we have to have our own lamp and our own oil in there. I won't be able to give my lamp to my children. They have to have their own. And when you think about it in that way and you say, okay, this is why I'm here. This is why my children are here. Who is it that wants to take this opportunity from us? Who is it that first said, I'll just force everybody to do what I want them to do? Well, that was not our Father in Heaven. That was not... Jesus' plan. That was the adversaries. And so when I try to do that to my children, I who am I being like? I'm being like the adversary. I have to guide them lovingly. I have to give them the opportunity to make mistakes and to make their own decisions. And it's not going to be easy. Nothing in this life is easy. But Knowing these things that I know and these things that I've learned, 
while it doesn't make things easier, it makes them more simple. It's less confusing. It's less of a struggle. These don't have to be mysteries. We can have this knowledge. We can have this certainty in our hearts and say, well, I am doing what the Lord wants me to do on this earth. I'm learning what he wants me to learn. It will continue. Just as soon as I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of this, something happens and i am <laughs> got to learn something new. When we know who we are and where we come from, it makes everything crystal clear. Not easier, but more simple.